What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the Narcissist Code. I'm your favorite self-aware narcissist, Mr. Lee Hammock, better known as Mental Illness across all social media platforms. This is your first time seeing my face or hearing my voice. I'm a diagnosed narcissist, and I use my platform on social media to raise awareness for NPD, get more people into therapy, like myself, five years strong, and also in the process of doing that, validate the victims, survivors, and thrivers of said disorder. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about... Um, you telling your story, your story, how you telling your story, your truth is not a smear campaign. Okay, of course, y'all use discretion. This is yeah, this doesn't apply to everybody. Everybody's story is different. Everybody's situation is different because sometimes let's be keeping real with you. Some of the stuff that you post online, if you telling your story can be used against you in court. You mean you, like I said, telling the truth is not a smear campaign, but you got to kind of be careful what you say, names, pictures. I mean, I'm just. Just keeping it hot with you, y'all. Um, don't don't let that deter you from telling your story. But because one thing I see a lot of times when I'm do, when I'm dealing with narcissists, when I'm, when I'm dealing with people, or when I, I deal with people, when I'm talking to people, I'm trying to coach them over Zoom. I do my one on ones, which I still do now, y'all. I just cut back on doing them. Um, is that sometimes you you protect like you love that you love that narcissistic person, you love that toxic person, and sometimes you're protecting them even after y'all get out of the relationship even after the relationship is over or whatever or even while you're still in the relationship you're protecting them by being silent you mean you love them and you don't want people to think badly of them because you love them and care about them but you're protecting them and in the end sometimes a lot of times not sometimes a lot of times that comes that comes back to bite you bully how does that come back to bite us think about it like think about it from, from this perspective right here you get you get physically, mentally, verbally abused for five, six, seven years. You stay through it. Y'all have kids together. Y'all keep like even you know this started year one. You didn't tell anybody. It's, it, it progressively got worse. But now y'all started adding kids and buying houses together. Everybody think everybody from the outside looking in thinks that you're happy together, right? They think that y'all are doing so good together. But internally, behind the scenes, you're getting mentally, physically, and verbally you know abuse or whatnot you mean you're getting this happening to you behind the scenes but nobody else knows except for you you don't tell anybody because sometimes you want to protect the narcissistic person or sometimes there's some shame that comes into it you are ashamed of what is what is going on you know I mean sometimes you want to you want to give them some grace and forgive them and things like that but sooner in the end sometimes they'll end up leaving you for somebody else and then you try to tell your story and then people like they say you've been silent for six seven eight ten fifteen twenty years then You'll try to tell your story when you get out of it, and people won't believe because the narcissistic person has his pristine reputation in public. People like this narcissist. People like this toxic person, whoever whoever they are. People enjoy it, right? So then, at the end of it, like y'all, y'all the relationship dissolves for whatever reason. They in, they cheat on you. They leave you for somebody else. The relationship dissolves, and they look. They go out there and tell their part of the story, and people believe them. So you now you want to tell? I've been abused for this long. I've been abused. This has happened to me for this long. And then the narcissist person, and people don't. Sometimes people don't believe you. They're like, "Well, you stayed through it. You tell so you so you you telling me you you've been abused for ten years, and now you now because you got left for somebody else, you want to talk about it? I don't believe you. And that happens sometimes, y'all. That's what I just said. And some people think that it it will, it will paint you as the narcissist. If you tell your story, because you tell because the narcissistic person has convinced you that you telling the truth about them is somehow a smear campaign. You know that's what narcissists do, right? Narcissists tell tell their story online. Narcissists try to paint a picture of their ex. Narcissists try to do this. Narcissists try to do that, and they convince you that you're the narcissistic person because you want to tell your story. Your story is your story, y'all. And who cares? Like this is the point right here. I'm just telling y'all. 
who cares if people believe you? If telling your story helps you heal, you don't have to heal in silence. You can heal out loud. I've seen people, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen that term the other day. I heard somebody say that the other day, and it resonated, it resonated with me, y'all. You don't have to heal in silence. If healing in silence helps you, by all means, heal in silence. But you don't have to heal in silence, y'all. You can heal out loud. Of course, use discretion because some people will take you to court. Some people will try to come see you in person and physically harm you. Some people will try to intimidate you and not tell you your story. You know what I mean? Because they know when the, once the truth gets out there, people won't look at them the same. This happens, yeah. This happens a lot of times in celebrity, celebrity, celebrity relationships, where you see they they have this glamorous life together. They're doing all this stuff together. They 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 are a couple goals, and then it comes out the whole time that one of, one or both of them been cheating on each other. There's been a lot of a lot of abuse behind the scenes and stuff like that. You don't know who to believe. You know what I mean? Because sometimes people keep their stories silent. I get it. And you don't have to heal in silence. Once you get out of it, once you get discarded, or once you break up with them, whatever, however the relationship ends, you don't have to heal in silence. You can join several, you can join Facebook groups. You can join, you know, survivor groups. You can join thriver groups. You can join victim groups. I think it's the name of most of them is victim groups, but what not. You know, you can do that. Telling your story is not a, telling the truth about what you've been through is absolutely not a smear campaign. And don't let anybody else convince you otherwise. You may. Telling them the truth that some and when, you, when you, this is what happens sometimes, y'all. When you start telling the truth, they'll they'll start to threaten you. They'll send cease and desistes. They'll try to silence you. They'll do whatever it takes to get you to be quiet. Other than be other than be genuinely apologetic, they'll try to threaten you, scare you, intimidate you. They'll be doing. They'll keep doing the same thing that they were doing in the, inside the relationship. Outside the relationship. Post separation abuse still occurs, y'all. If y'all still have kids together, they'll try to paint a picture of you to a, a terrible picture of you to the kids. They'll do all of this stuff, y'all. Other than try to work on themselves and be better. But once you start telling your story, and, some, and, and most of the time, most of the times I see this happening on TikTok. I see it happen on TikTok. People tell their story and it goes mega viral, and then that person who, who the person they've been dealing with, they get, real life real life catches up with them because TikTok go viral. You get 10, 15 million views. More, more, more than likely, somebody in your real life is going to see it, and they're going to point it out to that person who you who, made, who you made the video about, and they might they might go ballistic. Oh no, my story's out there. She lying. He lying about me. She lying. I'm just telling you, it gets happening, and this is what happens a lot of times too, because sometimes when you when you are healing in silence, the narcissist will lie in public. The narcissistic person will take their story, take what take their version of the story, which is a smear campaign, and post it online as the truth. You know how people people hop on bandwagons really, really quickly. They'll see one side of the story and make their decision based on that. They'll see one side of the story. The narcissist doesn't have any kind of proof or evidence. Or if they have a reactive abuse incident, they'll post it online too. They'll post a, they'll post a video or a clip of you reacting to something that they have done and paint you as the abuser. I've seen this happen countless times, y'all. Countless times. That's why I was like, when you in this relationship or you trying to get out of it, document stuff, y'all. Protect yourself because some of them will try to embarrass you online. I promise you. Especially if if they leave you in some kind of heinous way that will make them look bad, they'll use what they have done to you. Like they'll use some a reactive abuse incident that they have done to you against you. They'll post it just like y'all. Everybody keeps saying I cheated or whatever. I didn't cheat. I just went on to better. To uh, I just had to choose better for me and my family, whatever. Because look, this is what I dealt with. And they'll post a video of you screaming and yelling at them after they did something to you. They'll post a video of you, of you throwing stuff in the house after you reacting to them. I'm just telling you, you just gotta be, that's what I say, I tell these people all the time, controlling your reactions against a narcissist or a toxic person is a superpower. Not many people have that, not many, not many people have tuned, have tapped into that superpower that you possess. 
Because controlling your reactions is absolutely a superpower, y'all. Not many people can do it. They can't. So once you get control of your reactions, once this happens, you know what I mean? Once you can empower yourself, you really, really can. So stay strong on your journey because if you don't stay strong, I'm just telling you, what happens is you get caught up and then they, they make you out to be the abuser. They make you out to be, like I said, that's why I said document. You don't have to heal in silence. You can heal out loud, y'all. I promise you. You know what I mean? I talk to people all the time, like literally, I still do my one-on-ones right now. I've just cut back on them. I talk to people all the time who are being or huge victims of smear campaigns. The narcissistic person in their life, their their abusive person in their life is popular on social media now because they told a lie. They told their their version of the story and it took off on TikTok. And the, and the person I be talking to, they'll, they'll say like, I know I should have told my story. I was just trying to protect them. I was trying to protect my kids. And you know, they went online and painted me as an abuser. So all my friends and family don't talk to me anymore. And this, this, that. Nobody, nobody believes me now because I'm, I'm being reactive instead of proactive. I'm just telling you, proactive works, y'all. A lot of times people get in these situations where you get out, outside the react. When you come into the end of a relationship with a narcissistic person or you get outside of it, you are reactive because you start reacting to the stuff that they 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 are posting or the story that they're telling the smear campaign. You start reacting to it instead of being proactive. Be proactive in your life. Be proactive in your healing. So be, especially, especially be proactive in your healing. You know what I mean? Because the more proactive you are on your healing journey, the more proactive you are healing yourself, the stronger you will be. I promise you, y'all. It's a healing journey, not a healing destination. You can't you can't you cannot catch a flight to healing. It is a journey. You have to walk there. It's a long walk, you know. Lord of the Rings walk, Lord of the Rings long walk. You know what I mean? You got to leave the, you have to, you have to leave the Shire, Frodo. You know what I mean? I don't know if y'all get that joke. I don't know how many, how many of y'all are into sci-fi stuff like that, but I am. You know what I mean? But you have to empower yourself. You have to stay as strong as you humanly can. Like I said, you don't have to heal in silence. You can heal out loud. Anyways, y'all. Um, Austin, Texas, October the fifteenth, twenty twenty-two. Um, Narc Avengers, N A R C Avengers dot com. Slash Texas to get registered for that, y'all. 150 people plus are coming. Get registered for the small Q&A if you have more questions that you want to ask, <laughs> you want to ask and things like that. Um, we're doing one-on-ones in person there as well. And then also in, uh, what do you call it? November 19th, we're going to be in uh, Toronto, Canada for the first our first out of the United States meetup. So Toronto, Canada, November the 19th, narcavengers.com slash Toronto. Anyways, y'all, thank y'all for tuning in to another episode. I really, truly appreciate every single one of y'all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mental illness is out. Peace.